Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Pridecast with Jonathan Bennett and James Vaughn on iHeartRadio. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Pridecast. I'm your host, Jonathan Bennett, joined by my husband, the one and only talented, gorgeous hunk of a man meat, the sexy, the long-legged giraffe elf himself, James Vaughn. Hello, gorgeous. Giraffe elf? Yeah, because you have big ears and you're really tall, so you're a giraffe elf. Thanks, my love. I always and it's just the, with the most sexiest giraffe elf I've ever seen. My husband walking around naked in the backyard Baby. is the hottest thing I'll ever right. see because he's just all legs and is gorgeous. And he's got these cute little sticky outer ears that stick out from behind when you look at him. And he just looks like such an adorable giraffe elf. And I love him so much. Uh, this is not what this episode was supposed to be about. This is no, what no, happens. We're talking, about, we're talking about when we got home from... Okay, we're going to back it up. So we got home recently from our trip on Outbound. Wait, you got to explain to some people what's going on. You're not here right now. You're in Vancouver. Oh. Filming a movie. I'm in Vancouver filming a Hallmark movie that we can't say what it is yet, but I'm in Vancouver shooting another Hallmark movie, and it's going to be big news. Can't wait to tell everyone about it. Um, and James is in Palm Springs with the baby, Brad, our dog. Who is, by the way, at the groomers right now, and the Which groomers are going to bring him. He hates the groomers. He but hates the groomers. It's like really hot, so the only nice thing to do for our son is to make sure that he's like shaved down real short so he's nice and cool outside. So we so, cut his hair like every four weeks. We just got back last week from our tour abroad with Outbound, right, James? We went to Berlin, Amsterdam, all these different cities, and we got back to our house. Name some of those cities in between, baby. Nope. Um, <laughs> he always. I can't them pronounce all them together. I, they all look like one to me. But our, our three week trip from Berlin Pride to Amsterdam Pride that was a cruise and it was amazing. But yes, we had been gone for three weeks and then we got home to the Tell house. What happened? After well, let, three we, we, weeks, we opened the garage door and after I'm like, three oh, weeks. and our air has been kind of you know set at like ninety so we can save money on the air conditioning. So No, we no, no. The- I try to set the air at 90 and then Jonathan goes into the app and knocks it back down like somebody's in the house. 
eighty. Like he's trying to. I don't he trying like. To keep I don't want my like stuff to get hot. Um. Okay. So we we pull in the garage. We open the garage door, and immediately we smell something. And I'm like, "What is this smell? It smells like rotten laundry. Like you know when you take wet towels and put them in like a dirty hamper, and then you leave for a week, and it's got that like mildew smell." So I thought that's what it was, and I was like, oh, we must have left dirty, wet clothes. I checked the washing machine, I checked the dryer, I checked the hamper, nothing. So then we go in the house, and I'm like, ooh, it's kind of stinky in here. And so I run the garbage disposal, I do all the things, and I'm like, what is that smell? What is that smell? James, what was the smell? What did you do? You opened something. We can't figure out what it is, and we're like, man, this is nuts. And I'm like, well, let me just grab a drink because I'm thirsty. So I open up the refrigerator, and oh, my gosh. You know when you watch the crime shows and they talk about how they opened up something and they could smell the dead body that had been in there for weeks? That is what the refrigerator smelled like because for three weeks, the refrigerator had died and had begun baking all of the dog's food, which is all like like meats and vegetables and stuff it's all frozen in there and so it had all melted and now all these meats for three weeks have been baking in the heat in the house and once you go ahead baby beef turkey chicken Mm -hmm. and duck Mm -hmm. all baking go on he doesn't eat duck what are you talking about i would never let there's duck duck. ones in there from the original there shouldn't be they're too cute we can't eat the duck not the little quack quacks well anyway i'm glad they're gone if there were in there so they are, but here's the problem. Once you open up that door, once that smell gets out, you can't contain it again. So that smell is like the little cartoons where you see the, the scent and the scent like has 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 like little feet and then it's like walking along and like just leaving its trail everywhere. Is that? And it is so the this worst smell. Scent has been in the entire house for the past several days. We have burned candles. We have burned uh, uh, incense. We have what is the stuff? We that, prayed. Uh, we prayed. So we do Sentify. We or um, uh, yeah, Sentify New what's York. The thing that you use that, that no, you clear room No, we use out? Palo Santo sage. Palo Santo. We've tried. Yeah, we tried. We've saged the house. We've done everything. We had a priest come and um, none of it. And I have recording because James has a horrible gag reflex. Because I, I tried to clean out the I stuff. I was like, let me get it he out of the freezer. He has a horrible really fast. gag reflex. Like, and it'll it it'll stop. But like. I can't handle smells really well, so if like something no. stinky, like if, if I if somebody starts catch a, a whiff up. of an armpit or something like that, I can't really contain myself, and so I was like, I was having whatever a tough the time. leather guys are that go to those like bars in San Francisco that want to like smell your armpits and do all that stuff. James is the opposite; up. he like wants me to smell like Dove soap at all, at all times. times. And so, so this is James's. This is actual live audio of James. I was when trying he, to clean out the fridge quickly. When he was cleaning out the fridge after all the smells had happened. And Jonathan, rather than help me, was doing this, filming me. I was filming him instead. Oh, God. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> there was some loose meat in there. No, oh, that got in my mouth. Help. So that's what James sounds like when he's cleaning out the death in the refrigerator. And I couldn't stop laughing the whole time. (laughs) And we still don't have a refrigerator because you can't get a refrigerator just like next day anymore. And so um, we will have one hopefully by this weekend. In the meantime, I'm trying to keep ice as ice in this little tiny like baby doll fridge that we have. And so like every couple hours I can run back to the store and get more ice. But um, we're making it work. Making it work. Yeah, they're making it work. And you are you are in the lap of luxury right now in Vancouver at your hotel. So enjoy it, baby, because it still smells a tiny bit like dead animals in this house.
Oh, you know what? It smells. You know what it smells like at the Sutton Place here in Vancouver? It smells like what? success. Yep, does mm. does. Because you know what? That's the smell of somebody that booked a job. Hey yo, hey yo, hey job, hey, baby. booked Very and blessed, booked and blessed. When we come back, we're going to be talking to another actor who is booked and blessed, and that is the one and only Terry. Who? We'll be right back. Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit tomboyx.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Pridecast. We are so excited because we have the insanely talented, trailblazing, Hollywood phenomenon, the one and only Terry, who is joining us today. What is up? What's up, everyone? Terry, I love your energy. The minute you the minute you you enter the room or this virtual room, like you can feel it. You are a force. You are energy. I love it. It's beautiful. You have a beautiful, wow. beautiful energy. Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying to channel the colors of your wallpaper and then also <laughs> ignore the wallpaper of John. Yes. My, my wallpaper is from- It's giving Sutton serial Place. killer. Yes. 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 It is. 
and James is literally sitting in front of the gayest wallpaper ever made in the history yeah. of the world. Yeah, it's a yeah. broadcast wallpaper. It's Pridecast. It's here. It's now. It's gay. It's fun. It's everything. It's we're queer, queer everywhere. Get, yeah, mm -hmm. all that. Yes. Get used to it, Terry. Where are you right now, Terry? Where, I'm where in, are you? I'm in. I'm in Los Angeles. How okay. standard. Um, um, I'm in LA. Wah, wah. Yeah. Ice coffee. Ice coffee <laughs> and spin class. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, and Pilates. Yeah. Uh, I am Pilates. Do you drink iced coffee? I actually don't really drink coffee. What? So, but I'm gonna play along with a bit for you. Okay. Oh my God. Maybe because Seriously. they're yeah. way younger than us. That's why. Yes, you're you, such. No, that's not yeah. true. All my friends. No, 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 no. Don't put that on performer. me. <laughs> All my friends drink coffee. I'm an anomaly. I think I just can't like. I, I it, it, it puts me in overdrive, a little bit. You know. Okay. That I, I understand. That. I get that. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. But here's the problem. I'm so old that I, at this point, when I drink a large iced coffee, I can take a nap. That's how much I've been drinking coffee and how old I am. So, uh -huh. you know what? You have th goals to look forward to, Terry. <laughs> yes. I'm excited older. for my first sip of coffee yes, as yes, I get older. Yes. yes. <laughs> Wait, have you never had coffee? No, you no, no, no. I've had, oh. no, no, no. I've had coffee, but I'm excited to drink it and not be affected. You know? Okay. That's fine. like my measurement of age. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. Now, you're here. We're talking about all things queer because we are on Pridecast, obviously. Duh, duh. And we have, I, I want to start right off the out of the gate with something that's really exciting, and that is Zombies 3. I mean, Zombies 3, your character, and I want to make sure I get this correct, is Disney's first live action, wait for it, everybody, non-binary queer lead. Hello! Hello, hey. that's why we woke up today. That's <laughs> it right there. That's the winner, winner, chicken dinner. I mean, what does it feel like to be the first to do this on Disney? Like Disney. It's not like yeah. saying, oh, this little independent film. That yeah, yeah. Done this. Like, yeah. Disney. It is kind of wild because someone told me that like a year ago, I think on Disney, like anything related to Disney, not even a show, uh, just like any sort of promos or whatever, you could it say the word lesbian or something? To be fair, it's not like in Zombies 3 we're like lesbian. You know what I mean? Like no one's actually saying it, but like. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, but do you out. sing it? The, the lesbians <laughs> are coming! The lesbian aliens! Lesbians are coming. That's good. I had it. That was in my head. By lesbians! <laughs> um, so we are, in fact, not screaming that, but yes. I do think, I mean, that's what's wonderful about it. It's, it's honestly so normalized, you know? Like, they, uh, did you all watch it or did you watch it? Um, not yet. No. Okay. We, we, we're so I'm not going to spoil anything. We've seen clips. Okay. okay. I'm not going to spoil anything, but um, essentially it's just very normalized. You know what I mean? Um, and it's like not a huge deal. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've been saying to everyone, like, on a personal level, it's, I think it's probably affects me more when I hear from like fans and I'm sure you all get this, but like, they're like, this means so much to me. Like, you don't understand. I'm like, Oh, you know, but when I booked it and like stuff, I, I was just like, Oh, like, this is me. Like, this is so awesome. Like how cool like, I could understand it on like an intellectual level and obviously a personal level, but I don't think it was like sustainable for me to be every day on set. Like I am making history. Like, do you know what I mean? Right. And so, but it was, it's, honestly, I feel it most when it's just, I feel the most like, in it when it, obviously fans are like this means so much to me i'm like oh okay yes like this is having an effect because i think i tend to air more towards kind of like yeah well i mean it's just me like i'm just it's just like my first feature like playing it more personally you know so it's incredible though obviously and like 
when I was growing up watching Disney, it's, it was not even, I didn't even know what non-binary is. I, I didn't know what the word bisexual was until seventh grade. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So <laughs> they're like, they do what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you, I was are like, you are people talking me? about this? <laughs> well, I, I think that's something that you and my husband would very much have in common there is that you're doing on Disney for our non-binary community, what he does on Hallmark for our gay community. And so I feel like y'all get that, uh, being the first of each. Like, I, mm-hmm. I feel like there's something there where, like, yeah, y'all see and, each other in well, a way. Yeah. And, uh, well, that's what I was saying, Terry, when you were talking, is it's, there are moments when I don't, re- so, you know, I did the first same-sex kiss on Hallmark Channel in a Christmas movie. <gasps> oh, I did my the first God. same-sex couple on Hallmark Channel in a Christmas movie. And that's a very specific audience and it's a very specific area that needs to see it and needs to see what you said, Terry, earlier, which was what? Clap, clap, clap. Normalizing it, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the that's the winner, the winning thing right there. And I think what you said is that I loved when you were describing your characters like, yeah, I'm non-binary enough, but we don't like to make big make a big deal out of it. I just am. And that's what we do on Hallmark Channel. And I think that's so important. Like we don't I don't think we said, in fact, I know for a fact, and and maybe I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, someone come at me on Twitter, it's fine. Um but like in Christmas House one and two, we never say the word gay. We're just gay. Like, and I think that I know there's two different ways to approach all, all of this. And there, and I think both ways are correct, but I think we need both ways. I think uh, talking about it and really uh, being vocal about it is extremely important. But then I think it's also important to have times when it just happens and we don't mention it. And yes. I think because hearts and minds change in different ways and by yes. seeing it in different ways, you're going to, you're going to attach to different people differently. If that yeah, makes sense. Absolutely. No, I literally feel like this, I'm going to say this. And I feel like that Lady Gaga clip of like, did you guys, this is a side note. Did you guys club. ever see? Another well, club. I, no yes. sleep. Okay, that, not, another not club. Also, another club. But, no, but also that, thank you. Yes. But also Raven. She's an icon. Yeah, she's a legend. No, one person in the room. There's 99 people in the room. Yes. <laughs> one person. <laughs> Producer Raymond with the facts. Okay, okay wait, 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 Johnny, have you not seen this? What do you is this? say it again? Oh my God, we need to. Okay, so essentially, like, I think it was for a Star is Born. Yeah, she was right? doing the press tour for a Star is Born, and her like pull away quote with Bradley was like, because, you know, Bradley wanted her in the movie, but the studio didn't. And she was like, there could be 99 people in a room who don't believe you, but you just need the one. And this quote, when I tell you, there's like this like compilation video, it's like 40 minutes of her just going and there's, and there's like the same thing. And I feel like this now I'm like, I'm Lady Gaga. Yes. But (laughs) I keep saying this, but like, I think holistic like representation is needs two types of storytelling, which is one, what you were saying, like something that really revolves around the specific struggles that comes with being a minority group or whatever, but the, it's just as important to have the stories are like we're a fully fledged character, but it's not uh, it's not the focal point. Like we also have problems and issues, but it's just there. You know what I mean? But, but your both, your yeah. identity and your sexuality isn't based on this focal point. That's not like, the focal point. Of the, the story doesn't exist only because of yes, that yes, struggle. Yes, but yes, I think yes. both stories are really important. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I always say the people that watch like the people that watch Drag Race 
We already mm-hmm. got them. Like they're already on our side. Yes. The, the fans of Drag Race are already on. I'm going for the people that have never heard of Drag Race. Right. That's who I want to help change the hearts and minds of. Right. Right. Yeah. Because it's it's a different it's a different person. You know, they just and watch I, different things and they see yeah. different representation. And I totally agree. Like I, I feel like just media has such influence on people, and it's like it's in the best way. So so like subtle. Like you don't even realize it's happening, but then you're like, I'm attached to this character. Like, and you're like, you know, I feel like there could be someone who isn't really supportive of the gay community, for instance, and then they see a character and they're like, I, I like that character, but they're gay. How is yes, that, that possible? Yeah. Yes. How is that possible? Like, oh my God, you get like, it. Oh, you know thank I mean? you. Yeah, absolutely. Because oh. you humanize them. It's exactly, yeah, what it's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's me. it's what happens with our families. I don't know how it was for you, Terry, but like for me, so many members of my family that were homophobic, then once they realized I was gay and they loved me and they've always loved me, it, it humanizes it. They go, oh, wait, no, I just wasn't educated. I just was mm. ignorant. Ignorance is not a bad word. Ignorant just means you haven't been exposed to it. You haven't learned about it yet. Right, and right. so I feel like it's very that. Like, And I'm, and I'm sure... You're doing that more than you even realize. Like, yes, there's the people coming up to you saying, I feel seen, I feel represented, I feel empowered. But then there's the other people that are going, wow, I really like this character. Oh, mm. well, light bulb. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm so happy to. Also, congrats on being the first on Hallmark, Johnny, to say that. But yes, that's Thank so you. amazing. Um, I'm glad we're in the camp of first. Yes, but, um, I like that. I always wanted to be so- somebody's first, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, but going back to what, what you were saying, um, I think, uh, uh, yeah, my family definitely, I think it was, you know, my parents are like Chinese immigrants. I think the reaction was a little bit, you know, less than ideal, I suppose, in a way. Right. But I think um, I, I do think that there's something to that or there's definitely something to that about just like humanization and even like me talking to my family consistently of like, I'm just me, like, you know, and stuff like that. So I think it just takes time. But yeah, I think media does so much. And it's really i'm really happy to be a part of it in any way yeah i love that your name no. on the screen baby says johnny because yeah. like i never call you that but all of jonathan's good friends call him that so to hear okay. terry calls you but terry calls you that now and so it feels like y'all have known each other forever when i hear terry talking yeah. to you because you it's like hey johnny jonathan? no i love it no, no I love all of his friends call him act- johnny I just okay. refuse. I refuse and to call him. And it actually kind of feels right when Terry calls me that. Though. It does. Oh I, know. It does. I know. I was like, I, feel I like, like you had it. a moment of like, wait. No, I okay. loved it. I was like, like yeah, let's go. Yeah, we're, we're let's go. I feel like we've known them for a very long time. Yes. Now, okay, I'm in now. Wait, no. So, but here, when they wrote the character for zombies, was yes. it always non-violent? Like, how did that? Did Great. was the character written, or did they cast you and change it? How does it work? Great question. Yeah, they cast me and then they changed it. So the That's character right, was just baby. like, yeah. Because I think they were just like, like, oh, just like, well, why not? Like, whatever, you know? And it was, um, which I think, like, there was a part of me that was kind of like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, just authentic, you know? But really, when you think about it, once again, Disney, like, for that to even have been something that they could have done, it was like, or they did, were okay with, it is like, you know what I mean? Um, And, you know, I think it's cool because, like, obviously, there's so much to go like so so long to go and so much work to be done but i do think that like we have been going in the right direction like in the past 10 years or 20 years and i do think that sometimes i kind of like i have like really accepting like you know friend um friends and stuff like that so i kind of can almost take it for granted a little bit sometimes i'm like yeah like obviously that would make sense that you would just like change it but then you realize like wait no this is i like iconic for disney right iconic like in in groundbreaking um so yeah but the character was not written the character was like open ethnicity what you know 
just very uh, whatever. Yeah. Wait, Terry, can I ask because we haven't gotten to see the full movie yet? How do they address your character being non-binary in the movie, or do they not? Or they just does the characters get to be? Literally, they don't address that at all. They just use that's right. I love it. I yeah. love that. Yeah. That because uh, yeah. then it then it just that's that's how people learn the easiest. I think. Yeah. I, I will say I think like the people that get it's like the people who need to get it will get it. and like the, yes. the people who it's for will feel it. You know what I mean? Because I think oh, people have messaged me being like the first scene where they use they they were like wait you know what I mean because I'm so used to it now like hearing my mm-hmm. pronouns and stuff but I think like I it's it's you know and I think some people might just gloss over it actually and then some people might be like what did that. Yeah, yeah, I think but, it'll, it, what, it, what it'll also do is for somebody's Aunt Judy that wants to like cause a stink about it. Instead, she's yeah. gonna she's gonna see it and realize because there's so many people that go, "How do you use? I understand how you use they." And then you realize, like, if someone had lost a while, you're like, "I don't know, someone yes. left it over here." And so, like, That's... you you use it all the time. And so yes. for then that Aunt Judy to see somebody use and Judy actually might be a fabulous person. I don't know, but but the the Aunt Judy I made up to and hear someone. it. It's gonna click for her too, and there's gonna be those people that it clicks for, and they go, "Oh man, I've been a, I've been a butthole about yeah. saying I couldn't use this when I really can," and then yeah. boom, another heart and mind has changed just from yeah. existing on screen. Yeah, I think um, no, I love that example. That's the example I use for people too. The wallet one. I, I got it. Yeah, so I can't claim it. I think I got it off Instagram. I got it off something. We all got <laughs> yeah, it off something. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Whoever started it, yeah. thank you. Also, thank can you. we bring back the word butthole? Because that's a funny word and i don't think the last time i heard someone call it a call someone a butthole like she's being a butthole like, well, because i was trying to think of, baby, I was trying to think such... of what word we wouldn't have to beep out later so i could say i'm Tara reclaiming and... the word butthole just <laughs> like i reclaim the word faggot i'm like yeah. i'm a faggot and i'm Absolutely. reclaiming that word I and now i'm reclaiming butthole. butthole yep there you go i'm yeah. leaving that alone <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I think we should take a break and come right back. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, more with the incredible Terry Who. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand-new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back with the incredible Terry Who on Pridecast, talking all things Zombies 3. We're talking about the amazing trailblazing moments that Terry is having in the non-binary community, making sure that they are seen and they're represented on the biggest screens possible, and it's so much fun. Now, Terry, you you went to UCLA because you're and you're an actor in all these crazy movies that are amazing, but also you went to UCLA and studied neuroscience. Mm-hmm. What? How do we go from neuroscience? Terry's like, I'm or smart, this, mm-hmm. or is this like a zombie mm-hmm. thing? Because like zombies. <laughs> I feel like maybe there's like, you know, science. We have to like do something to okay. like bring them back or something. I don't know. You tell me. I'm going to have to wait for you all to watch it on Disney Plus. Oh, so I won't spoil okay. anything. But my character is super intelligent. Um, No, seriously, I, I don't use my degree. I'm like really smart. now. The thing is, the thing is, I do not use my degree now. And so um, I'm like that stereotype. But yeah, I majored in neuroscience. Um, I was going to go to physical therapy school. I graduated and then I like got into a bunch of schools and I had like, I was considered like I was going to go to um, this one school and then I um, uh, decided to defer for a year because I was like, let me just give acting like one year. Like, let me just, you know, and I had been acting as a kid. Like I did commercial acting as a kid. Yeah. So I, so it's not like I was just like, well, let me try. acting. it was like, as a kid, I kind of got introduced to it. So I think I was like, I liked it. And I always, in my dream world was like, when I'm an actor, like when I'm an actor, but then I, it's like, you know, when you're younger and you're like, when I'm married or when I'm this and when I'm that, and then you get to your twenties and you're like, I'm here, like I'm mm-hmm. here. And it's not what I thought it was going to be. Like, do you know what I mean? And I was like in college being like, how am I going to be an actor if I'm majoring in neuroscience? Like, and I just was like, well, I guess like my plan was to open up a physical therapy clinic and like do community theater, which is amazing by the way. Like, I think that's fine. But, um, I, yeah, I just decided to defer and then I got this job at like a startup just supporting myself so my parents couldn't say anything. Um, and then I uh, uh, I won the 2018 ABC Digital Talent Competition at the end of 2018. And that kind of was like sealed the deal for me a little of like, because at that point I was supporting myself and I felt more like emotionally okay to uh-huh. officially be like no to school because I had worked like so long to like get into the schools, you know? So it was hard to let that go. Well, yeah. I have so many questions from from all of that. First off, yeah. commercial acting. I need to know these commercials. What commercial okay. clip could we possibly find on the internet of you so, back in the day, Terry? 
to be honest, I tried looking at myself. I, I didn't do that. Like I went out for commercials, but I honestly did a couple more photo shoots. I did something for Talbot's kids. Yeah. And I did. I remember I was on Scholastic Illustrated teacher's edition cover. And I Not like the teacher's edition, the teacher's okay. edition. And I went into class. I had obviously this crush on this teacher. And I was like, I was like six years old. And I was literally like, look at this. Like, I, I was like, oh, this is going to win her over. Um, but yeah, that was like really, that was fun. And then, um, uh, yeah, I did. So I, I did one for Gardasol. You guys don't like the medicine? Gar- yeah. Or like the, yeah. Yes. So that I'm was Gardasol. like, a, yeah. So that was, that was important and big for the community. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I did more stuff like that. I wasn't really in too many i'm trying to think like commercials were never seen ever but commercials were at the time not my strong game or anything you know um well, and i, I always, I always wanted to thank you i always yeah. wanted to do theatrical yeah yeah so. uh, wait the same thing happened to me i have to tell this story now because i don't know when i'll ever get to please, tell it on, on podcast mm-hmm. of the one and only commercial i ever shot which was for tampax tampons <laughs> wait i don't know this okay I love wait, that we're bonding, you two. Wait, 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 wait. It gets worse. So I shot, it was my first commercial gig. I was 19 or 20 years old in New York City. And I booked this commercial for Tampax Portables. And I was going to be the boyfriend to the girl that's like, I am on my period and I'm so embarrassed to bring my tampon. Where do I hide it? Good thing there's a portable. <laughs> like it was the most like, er, like early 2000s. Like what? Yes. Like. Like we look back at it and we're like, just cringe. We're like, oh my god, it's a, you can have a tampon because yeah. you're a woman and you need a tampon. Like, yeah. but back <laughs> then the commercial was like, we're hiding it. Like, like so dumb. And, yeah. and so, and so, they put us on the roller coaster in Long Island. You know that like roller coaster, Coney Island, Coney Island. Coney Island. Coney Island. Do you know of it? That yeah. wooden yes, old, yes. Um, okay. yes. Yes. James, yes. James, what's the thing I get the worst of? The worst? Like motion like sickness. Motion, motion sickness. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Raymond, you better come through and sickness. answer my husband's questions for me. Okay. 90 <laughs> degrees. 90 degrees. On a, on a roller coaster, they mount the camera in the car in front oh of us. Oh, my God. And no, no, no. face it at us. And me and the girl are sitting there and like, she's like on the roller coaster and it's so dumb. She pulls out the tampon and looks at it to make sure she has it and then puts it back in her pocket. Like, I can take them anywhere. And I'm like, woo, on the roller coaster. And it's going around 90 degrees. We do it once, we come back and they like check the camera to make sure it's still rolling. Like, great, send them again. Second time, I'm like, I'm not feeling so good because there's no break. You just went, we just went right one after the other. Third time, I start throwing up all over the roller coaster. No, you don't. No, you don't. And all over the girl. I'm not even kidding. I'm puking everywhere. (laughs) And it just. Oh my god, she's, get on camera. she's like, I have a Tampax portable, <laughs> just like puking all over she's the like place. like trying to stuff it in your yeah. mouth. To yeah, be yeah. Like, like, eat this, eat this, this will soak it up. I'm like, no, it's not, it's a portable, it's too small, I need a wide flow. Like, just so dumb. And then it comes into the station, and like the crew comes running, because they're watching the playback, and they see what's happening. Oh, and they come running god. with towels, and they're cleaning me up. And then the SAG after rep, 
came and was like happened to be on set and was like oh and there was a huge sag thing and it was just a disaster but i had to share that story because it was so stupid i don't want to ever get to share wait that, story that is horrific and like in those moments i just feel like there are so many audition or acting horror stories where in those moments you're like i will never get out like i will die here i will actually die here of oh human yeah. like oh my god there have been auditions where i like i will perish in this room like <laughs> tell you know me I mean? some of your and, worst Oh no! Mm. Do you have any that stick out? If not, honestly, okay. there was one, but I just like it's a little physical. So it's like everyone on their resume puts on special skills, like oh, absolutely, soccer. Because like, yeah, I'm I like a polo player. If you ask me, like, I can play yeah. water polo. Like, I'm yeah. gonna play water polo. Absolutely, okay. yeah. My baby has soccer on his, and if you watch Mean Girls, you'll see his soccer kick, and then you'll know that's not a special <laughs> skill. It's true, gayest kick you've ever seen. Go on. <laughs> Wait, okay, so so literally i was like i had soccer and this was like in high school i got this audition it's in the city so i'm from jersey and i was like in bergen county um like north jersey and i it would take me like three hours to go into the city if i were taking the bus by myself like as a kid and but sometimes my mom would drive me and this one she drove me but i had to get a soccer uniform don't have one i asked the girl that i have like a crush on obviously and literally i don't have soccer shoes the shoes are what makes the outfit because it's like slick it's a cleats you have the long socks that are very very nerdy honestly but with cleats it's like oh you're a vibe yeah i was not a vibe i had no i didn't work out like i didn't have i didn't have played any sports i had these like clunky running shoes like clunky you can picture like i don't know if you can picture clunky running shoes with like those long in my uniform the our school uniform was bright yellow like cougars so it was like bright yellow socks with these clunky like like black sh- running shoes you like, look it just like big look- bird yeah and i'm I, so i get dropped off my mom in the city i go in and like Oh my God. It was so horrific. There was this huge line of like girls, which obviously already intimidated. I was always intimidated by girls because it was like, I'm attracted to all of you. So it was like literally this huge line of girls into this very, what later I found was a very small room. And in the room, it was also girls lined up on the wall watching you do it. It's like nope. hazing. Like, do you know what I mean? Nope. But in the you line- You were in a sorority. Yeah. Literally. I was like, oh, okay. And, and I'm in the line and like, I tend to like, when I get nervous, I'm just like, yeah, like, yeah, hey, what's up? Like, try to play it very, like, cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this one girl, like, in front of me, I was just, like, nervous. And and this one girl starts talking to me. She was kind of like, oh, I'm, like, nervous. And I was like, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, me too. Like, and she and I was just, and she was like, I don't, like, I shouldn't be here. And I was like, oh, neither. Like, I shouldn't <laughs> be here either. Like, you know, I just felt like that connection of, like, we're in it together. And she's like, I shouldn't be here because, like, I'm over 18. And it's, like, an under 18 shoot. And I was like, oh, my God. I shouldn't be here because, like, I don't play soccer. And she was like, and she literally was like, oh, uh, and kind of, and uh, I was like, ha ha. And she kind of was just like, oh, and I was like, do you play soccer? And she was like, yeah. And she was like, I'm uh, like a center or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, right, right, right. And like just trying to backtrack now. And oh, I was like, my right. God. But then at this point, I'm just like, oh, my God. And so essentially we start getting in the room and she's like, I see that in the room, it's a backdrop. It's like a still, like they're taking it. The, it was like for a Nike ad, if you can picture, right? Yeah. And like they take a picture and they're having essentially people like pretend to kick, like kick. Or if like they tell you, they ask you what your position is. They tell you to like kick and then they tell you to do whatever oppose. <laughs> I truly have never kicked a ball in my life. I, you know, there's like a way to kick it and I'm there like, so it's a, finally there's a line against the wall of these girls. And I literally like, 
I'm on autopilot. At this point, I was like, I'll perish. I'll perish and I will die, but I just have to somehow autopilot walk. I walk on and they're like, oh, what position are you? He's like, goalie. The only position I know, like literally what else? I don't know. Yeah, I don't position. know anything else. Goalie. And so literally I was like, and they're like, okay, cool. Like, all right, so you're going to pretend to kick and then just like, like pretend to kick and then, and we'll get catch out and we'll do it a couple times. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. No worries. Like you all have seen these Nike assets with the foot. Like, it's Yeah, perfect. it's like a like, whole thing. They look the like intention. David Beckham. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. I did not look like David Beckham. Like I like hopped into it. I literally was like, yeah. like my foot did like a little, like literal hop. Okay. And I was like, and I just did it. And then they were like, and I just could feel it. Like you, you feel yourself humiliating yourself, but you're kind of just like, yeah, cool. And you can feel their and then, disappointment. And they, they were like, okay, like let's do, let's do that one more time. But like, really like feel free. Like just pretend you're like taking the ball on the field. I was like, no problem. <laughs> no problem. Hopped Bam, into, literally you. like hopped into it again. And they were oh just like, God. okay, okay. And they were like, I think they might've asked me to be like, do a goalie pose. But then they were like, thank you so much. Like have a great day. And I was like, thank Absolutely. you so much. You as well. You as well. And I walked yeah. out like it was miserable. I honestly like, I, I think about that. And I'm like, that was probably one of the most horrific good. experiences because it was in front of everyone. Yeah. Good <sighs> job. Thanks. Oh, that's the worst. Good job. Thanks. You're like, mm, but, is but it do though? you now kind of have that moment with your success that you're having and go, I really hope that casting director just watched zombies three. You know what? <laughs> Honestly, I hope that every single person in that room who was laughing. Yes. At me, I know it. They're I like, I would have, they're like, what? They're like, in what position are you? I'm like, versatile. They're like, yeah. nope, not, <laughs> nope, not, n- you don't play soccer, do you? And you're switch. like, what? I'm a switch. Yeah. I'm a switcher. <laughs> no? Great. Oh, oh my, gosh. my gosh. We have so much pride to get into, but we're going to take a short break. We'll come right back. And we're back on Pridecast talking with Terry Hoot. Now, Terry, this is Pridecast, and we yes. like to find out from everyone because Pride means so many things to so many different people. What does Pride mean to you? Um Yeah, I feel like Pride is Pride is firstly not just one month. It's like an everlasting sort of relationship with yourself, I think, hey, you know? Hey. Um, and it's a uh, yeah, it's just like feeling, I, I don't know, it's it's feeling like, it's not like boastful or anything. It's not like I'm trying to be in your face. It's just like, I feel like, like I wouldn't, like there was a while in my life when I was like, don't you think if I could be straight, I would be, you know? And then, and then I wasn't. And then I was like, no, actually I would still choose to be this because it's like pride. And I think it's okay. So it's not so much pride in being necessarily like, queer non-binary I mean, yes i feel that too but it's really pride in authenticity like mm-hmm. i just i really value authenticity and i think anyone that like like takes the you know overcomes the obstacles to try to be their most authentic self is that is like so prideful whatever that looks like you know and, like you deserve to be proud of that does that kind of absolutely I love yes that. and like do you remember going to your first pride like we all remember our first pride where we walked to the, down to the parade. Yes. And it was like my first yes, pride. because Terry's a child baby and it was probably just yesterday. We're like the <laughs> late guys. Okay. Like, remember uh-huh. your first pride, <laughs> darling? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 50 years ago. <laughs> no, I um my first pride was actually in LA and it was Carly Rae Jepsen and Charlie XCX on stage, oh, West amazing. Hollywood, 2016. Oh my God, let's get it. And honestly, I was just like, it wasn't like, I don't think I got to the parade that day. Maybe I went a little bit, but it was like, a, it, it was, you know. You're um, at the festival. I was at the festival and I kind of, it was just like, I remember it was like so blissful 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I was like, it's blissful because I'm, it was just like, oh, can you, it, you feel this energy. Like, I feel like whenever you meet someone that's queer or someone that's an ally, it is just like, mm. like, I feel that when I see email signatures where people use their pronouns, I'm like, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's kind of just that, like, mm-hmm. it's like a warm feeling. It was like, warm, yeah. you know? Yeah. Raymond, were you at that Pride, at that 2016 Pride? Sure was. Oh you probably God. were, weren't you? I probably you? walked by you. Oh, yeah, my God. You I guys are the that same was age. My, that was probably my second, I think. What Pride. was your first um, Pride, Raymond? The one before, 2015. But I don't remember. I didn't make it to the concert. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> she got tied up. All right. But 2016, did you get to the concert? Because as I, baby, I don't think you ever had this moment, but as a gay, as a member of the queer community, to see Carly Rae Jepsen perform Call Me Maybe live amongst another group of queers in bulk is a magical, magical place to be. It was, I've seen Carly like about, and I'm going to see her in October, but I've seen Carly like, I think three times, every single time I've seen her. The, like it's the one time I couldn't even see her in the concert because someone was blocking me and it was somehow still the most blissful experience I've ever had. <laughs> Terry, seriously, thank you so much for coming and talking to us. You are not only inspiration, but you are a lot of fun. Um, so come kick it with us anytime you want. And y'all listening, make sure you catch Terry in Zombies Three if you haven't seen it yet. If you have, watch it again. And uh, also in the new season of Never Have I Ever on Netflix. And I also got to plug this because it's really cool. There's also a Terry Who doll. Well, it's not Terry Who doll, but it's a Terry Who doll. It's the doll of your character in Zombies 3. It's a super cool thing. Uh, trailblazing everywhere you can. Terry, you're such a star, such a superstar. Can't wait to Thank see you. what comes next. So, so proud of you. Thank you for I being you it. and doing everything you're doing. So, Of course. Thanks, James. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Johnny, Raymond. Bye. Yes, bye. My, my friends, bye. Get out of here, Terry. Get out of here. Go. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Each week, we like to focus on someone in the community that we can shine our big gay spotlight on. Members of the community that are doing things that are extraordinary for the community. People you might know or people you might not know. James, who is this week's big gay spotlight? All right, for this week's big gay spotlight, we got drag race. We have, we have the LGBTQ plus community has grabbed the term drag race and, and made it our own. And now um, we're getting a little bit of the National Hot Rod Association because Travis Shoemake just became the first openly gay driver to compete at the National Hot Rod Association National Finals. 37-year-old Shoemake said he was surprised by how welcoming the racing community has been to him. And I know some of y'all thirsty ones have already Googled him and looked him up and see that he also appears to be a hot rod himself. He also does, if you look at his Instagram, appear to be booed up. So um, congratulations. Ah. So, to, oh, more ways than one to Travis. And congratulations to the National Hot Rod Association for getting a little more inclusion in a place that didn't have it. That is so incredibly cool, and I'm very excited for that. And, I mean, to say that we have Travis now racing hot rods, I mean, the jokes write themselves. They're just, it is the hot rod. I'll never get over a hot rod joke because I think hot rod is a funny word. So, you know there was there a strip go. club in Vegas for like three minutes called Hot Rods? I'm, I'm not sure joking. There was. Did, did you work there? No, baby. We, did we you did, frequent it? We did, did frequent go, we, it. We did, did you go frequent it one night because I don't think it was open for very long. It was in a very um, it was like a in a weird like industrial space amongst like warehouses and like I'm not even sure they were allowed to do this type of thing. I don't know what the licensing is as far as that goes, but um, we went and somebody all I recall was somebody got up and performed the Elvis number and played the guitar, but the guitar was not 
a guitar. I will let you use your imagination at Hot Rods. What was happening? And we were like, where are we? What is going on? What is life right now? Oh, my God. So weird. So we did meet before we actually met. You just didn't realize that was me. Oh, my gosh. You didn't see my guitar song. Fantastic. I think I would remember that. Okay. Okay. Now, let's talk about something that's really fun, and that is history. <laughs> that setup. Oh my god. That setup was really good, you guys. Just go with it. Your transitions, because... you always do this like lightly PBS moment when you go yeah, into these I things. Yeah, because I like it. Are... I like I like a PBS moment. I'm I'm cheeky and I'm campy and I like a PBS moment. So cue the music. Each week before we can move on, we have to remember where we came from. So this week in gay history, something happened and the thing that happened, James is about to tell us. James, what happened this week in gay history? Because you have no idea what it is. I have no idea big, how to look at the long, sheet. elaborate Barbara Walters setup where you would turn to However, the next camera the best and moment finish of the my intro. Barbara Walters life, my, my best moment of my life with Barbara Walters when we were in Times Square, babe, for 2020 New Year's Eve. That was cool. Yeah. And I was hosting the ball drop and they had, when the show started at six o'clock, Barbara Walters came on the, all the giant jumbotrons in Times Square and said, I'm Barbara Walters and this is 2020. And it was pretty amazing. Which was so, pretty Bob. Yeah, that was a yeah, cool, so that was a very cool moment history, to have. Babe. This week in August of 2013, Sweden issued the first family-based visa for a same-sex partner's spouse. Now, this is important to us, baby, because this is the kind of stuff that gives us rights as a married couple. So this was actually a direct result of the June 2013 decision of the U.S. Supreme Court to expand recognition of same-sex marriage to the federal level, which we all know what's going on with that right now. Let's just appreciate the progress at that moment in history that was made. Which meant the husband of Ambassador Mark Brzezinski was now able to travel to the United States as a fully recognized spouse. Brzezinski was an American lawyer who served as the United States ambassador to Sweden from 2011 to 2015. Gotta always remember those moments of progress so we know what we fought for and what we're still fighting for. Yeah, that's right. Great soundbite, James. I really, really like that. You sound really good. Because I Thanks, can hear, I can hear your iced coffee. Because I'm watching you drink it, and I'm so jealous of that iced coffee in your hand. Because I'm here, not with you. And if I don't have you as my actual like sugar shock in the morning to wake me up and get me going um, as a human being, then I do need a little coffee to get myself. Going. I think you would have remembered my name from Hot Rod, and it in fact was Sugar Shock. So. <sighs> Good thing you would know that. Guys, this has so been Pridecast. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Tune in next week when we have another amazing episode with another amazing LGBTQ plus person. I'm Jonathan Bennett, joined by my husband, James Vaughn. And we want to remind you that. What do we want to remind him, baby? What do you want to remind You're him? gay. Oh, and the gayest. So am I. I am on that scale. I am all the way. I am super gay. All right. This has been a gay time. We'll see you next Bye. time. Bye. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. 
this time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.